Hey, what's up, Proviso East? Welcome back. This is Dr. Hardy, and you are listening to The Cove, the official Proviso East podcast. Um, I want to welcome you back. I hope that you are safe. I hope that your families are safe, that you're doing okay, that you're hanging in there. I know it's tough. I know it's tough being stuck in the house, and uh, some of y'all cheating because I see you on Microsoft Teams at each other's houses. Go home and stay home. Stop playing so much. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad to be here. I'm doing okay. I hope you're doing okay. Um, this particular episode of our podcast, um, I'm hoping that you'll go grab your parents. Go grab your parents and tell them, hey, it's other parents on with Dr. Hardy. You got to listen to this one um, because we're going to talk about what it's like to be in this situation we're in. And if you are, if you're, struggling with staying focused or time management or, you know, I'm not sure how far I want to go or can I do this? And you're, you know, struggling with your confidence. And how about you got a little bit of cabin fever and you just kind of ready for this thing to end? I'm telling you, this is the podcast for you, for your parents. Parents, welcome. If you're joining joining us, I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to ask my guests. Um, I know you're muted, but I want you all to unmute for a moment. Um, I, I want to welcome my guests. These are parents of Proviso East students who are going to be sharing with us today. I'd like to welcome first Miss Stacy Ballantyne. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Miss Ballantyne, you are the parent of a student in what grade? A freshman. You have a ninth grader. Welcome to the podcast. Miss Barberhan, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for joining us. And you are the parent of a student in what grade? Ninth grade also. Oh man, we got two two ninth grade parents, Miss um, Arnold. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Glad to see you. Um, it's nice to see your face. You are the parent of two Proviso East students, and they are in what grades? Uh, they are a sophomore and a junior. Okay, welcome. Thank you for being here, Miss Cunningham. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Doing just fine. And you are the parent of a student in what grade? Freshman. Freshman. Oh man, I got these freshman parents. That's that's pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> uh, I, I think I lucked up on that somehow. Um, um, but I'm glad you all joined us. Thank you so much, Miss Cunningham. Stay with me for a moment. Um, let's talk a little bit about your experience. You, you're a parent. This was your first year uh, with this particular student at Proviso East. Um, tell me about one thing uh, you're facing as as a parent, one of your struggles as you're facing in this remote learning environment? Uh, you know what? Just trying to keep him focused um, because, he, you know, they, you know, they become a little laxy-daisy. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, because they, they, they are using it as a vacation. Mm. And they think they're on spring break, summer break, or whatever. And, just trying to make him um, get up every day and, and go ahead and do what he's supposed to do. Yeah. But I like the e-learning e because mm -hmm. he's doing his work uh, opposed to when he's in the classroom setting. And I think, you know, because he does better one-on-one -on -one learning anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but because uh, I guess he's getting all the attention or whatever. But uh, Let's talk that's about what, that for a second. He, he's even a student of the week. Let's talk about that for a second, Ms. Cunningham. You mentioned that he needs that one-on-one -on -one attention. How are the teachers doing interacting with him? Are they talking to him face-to-face? -face? Are they giving him what he needs? And it's okay to be honest. A couple, a few of them are. Uh, two, two of them that I know for sure. Uh, one has called in and check it, checked in on him. Uh, one is just 
issuing assignments and mm. she's not, you know, and he's asking to talk to her face to face, but it's always something, an excuse or whatever, why she can't talk to him face to face. Okay. And that's okay. What hold I'm on. Doing. Hold on. That's real talk right there. That's real talk. So mm-hmm. you got a teacher who's not giving your student that face to face interaction. How are you helping him with that? You know, all I can do is the best I can and try to explain the assignment the best I can. I've also asked her to, you know, if she has a problem, call me and Uh she hasn't called me yet. Gotcha. You know, and and it's upsetting to me because, you know, during the school year when it was a bunch of, you know, you call me for all types of mess. Right. Why won't you call me, you know, when you really had a time to call me? Uh-huh. So I have a serious problem with her right now, uh-huh. you know, within that instant, with that instinct. As my mama say, if I could jump across the table, <laughs> <laughs> no, that if, I, if I could come across the table, well, well, hang mm-hmm. in there with it. Keep helping him. Um, you mentioned the word focus. That makes me want to uh, ask Miss Barberhan a question. Um, you mentioned the word focus. And um, I know she was talking with me about that earlier. Miss Barberhan, welcome again. I thank you for joining me. Um, what's the dilemma you're facing with your son? Uh, thanks for having us on. It's nice to talk to other parents too. Yeah. Um, I know that we're like not alone in this. Um, it's really hard. We're a big family. We have a family of six, small apartment, right? We're all in close quarters. So yeah. focus is hard. And mm. um, I'm sure I'm not the only family in Proviso who has a age range gap from toddler all the way up to high school. So being able to manage time and focus and are the toddlers, you know, bothering my ninth grader Mm. always, always. Mm -hmm. Um, So finding ways to have my freshman focus on his schoolwork, which is really important um, with all the distractions happening in the house is, has been a challenge. So you got all those distractions. You have a ninth grader, but some of the parents listening to you may have 12th graders or, uh, 10th graders or, or, or 11th graders, what would you say to parents uh, that may be listening and to students for that matter? How are you helping your son stay focused where there may be some distractions and managing his time? What are you doing? Well, one of the big things we're doing is we're not focusing on doing everything, tackling. We don't want to tackle every single thing, every yeah. single minute. Yeah. So we're taking good breaks and then we're finding good areas where when the little kids have a Zoom conference with their preschool teacher, that's a really good time for my high schooler to focus on core subjects. So English, math, biology, world civilizations, um, health, things like that, and the other extracurriculars. We kind of we can do that with some you know, focus issues, but when we have a good chunk of time, we take advantage of it. And uh, my ninth grader really, he knows... So I'll tell him like the daily schedule, like, hey, this is when these are the hours where you're going to have a good amount of quiet time. So save your math until 1130. Don't don't think about math until 1130. That's when you can have a dedicated hour without people, you know, bugging you and asking for snacks and things like that. So we try to like dedicate time chunks um, hmm. and it's okay to kind of like throw up the schedule, right? Today, we're not going to get to English because we don't have a dedicated time chunk, but tomorrow we have wait, a couple wait, wait, of wait, hours. wait, did you just say it's <gasps> okay to skip a subject if you have to? 
I did. Cause we've kind of gone to what? like the black scheduling type of thing where we don't hit every subject every day. We hit maybe we make sure we split our cores, right? So English, math, world civ, biology, or science. I want to, I want them to hit two cores a day and then the extra stuff. Um, oh man, I hope people all are four of those cores, man, stuff. it's, it's tough. Stuff. Go ahead, yeah. finish your statement. Go ahead. Yeah. So just, you know, focus your time. So if we've got a big assignment for English coming up, we're going to save that for the day where I know we can have the most amount of time, focus, and less distractions. Yeah. And then we'll do the stuff like health and band and gym when we have a lot of other stuff going on in the background. Got you. Got you. Okay. Um, I, I really, I love those suggestions. Thank you so much. Miss Valentine, um, I wanted you to chime in on, on this because I know one of your things is, you know, that, that you're dealing with is this idea of structure. Absolutely. And Barbara Hen was hitting on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about this, this dilemma you're facing with structure. What's going on? So for me with structure, not only do I have a ninth grader, but I also have a freshman in college. Oh, so, wow. You know, again, as uh, Miss Cunningham said, you know, you don't want them to be too black like, days ago. And then also going into what Miss Barberham was saying as well, you don't want it to be overwhelming for them either. So for me, I wanted them to know you're still in school. You're at home. It's not roll over in the pajamas and do your schoolwork when you feel like it. Uh -huh. So I stick to the regular schedule. This is when we wake up, get up, get dressed, eat your breakfast, check in and log into school. It's e-learning, but you still need your attendance. So I need you to log in at a certain time. And yes. then for my yes. freshman, what I find it's easier for him if I'm like, okay, follow your school schedule. What's your first period class? Let's go through these schedules. I give them a break in between. When do you take your lunch? Okay, this is your lunch schedule. Because my mindset is mm. we're not going to be in the house forever. Right. So when you come out, I want your body to be used to some type of schedule. I don't want it to be where it's so chaotic for you now that when you do return to the classroom, everything is just like foreign to your body and you're trying to play catch up just to find your rhythm. So I yeah. figure it's easier to kind of mimic the schedule as it is, put some um, breaks in there if need be. But I'm actually loving what Ms. Barberhan said as well too, you know, in terms of focusing on the core classes, because I've done that as well too at one point when I'm like, okay, well, you got extra assignments here. Let's focus on this. Let's set up some meetings with the teachers. And I will have to say, um, I'm grateful for my son's teachers. They have checked in. Um, I even received a phone call from the school nurse yep, to check yep. in my child and make sure he was good. <laughs> so I felt good, you know, being an alumni of Proviso East and seeing where the school has come from. It's been many moons ago, but, you know, just knowing that there are teachers and staff and even yourself, Dr. Hardy, that genuinely care about our children, that makes me feel good as a parent. So I just want to kind of make it easier yeah. for my child as well as the teachers when he does return back to school so they're Absolutely. not just like then what did you do all this time when you were at home were you just sitting there relaxing what was going on you mentioned something you said you know we're not gonna we're not gonna be in the house forever correct right? but we're in the house right now Absolutely. And so, you, you know, what are you doing about that cabin fever feeling? Like, are you? Do you have any strategies you su yes. can suggest? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. For me, I, you know, at my age, I kind of have a comfort zone where I'm like, I can be good in the house for a minute. I don't like being forced to be in the house, but I can kind of be okay with it. So, one of the things that I do every day at 5 p.m., I have a check-in. We have a um, family roundtable where mm -hmm. we. 
literally sit at the table for an hour and we check in with each other. We check in emotionally, what's going on, how are you feeling, what you're doing. That's mandatory every single day we do that. But also for my freshmen, I was realizing, I'm like, he's looking a little stressed. You know, what's going on? And one day he was like, I'm just over this COVID stuff. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of COVID. And I was like, okay, so do you need to go outside? Do you need some air? And I know everybody do not have the same opportunity that I do because we live in a home as opposed to an apartment. I know everybody don't have necessarily the space, but I was like, go outside, go through the, go to the drive through, um, you know, the driveway, play some basketball, shoot some hoops, go in the backyard, get some fresh air. Sometimes I'm even like, let's just hop in the car and take a ride. So sometimes, you know, we're not restricted to everything that we can do. So within safety, I, I do recommend to parents, even if you just take a walk around the block, get the kids out. Vitamin D is good for all of us. The fresh air will do a world of difference. And, you know, it's just good to get out just to see that life is okay. And then also sometimes our kids don't tell us the stressors that they're going through. So we don't know or don't understand that they're mentally not handling this well. So I figure if we kind of chime in and kind of perceive their need before they express it, then we can kind of help them out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Students, it's okay. You know, our our parents are here, you know, when you, it's okay to come to the table and say, look, I'm tired. I'm having a hard time. Don't hold it in. It's just not worth it. Speak up. Um, I'm probably going to mess this recording up because I'm going to add a little time to it, but I got to go back to something. Miss Barbara Hanna, I saw your reaction when Miss Valentine said, come to the table for an hour. I saw you kind of lean back for a moment. What was that reaction I saw? Because it's 100% what we do. Every night at the dinner table, we catch up on our day and that hasn't changed. So this is new normal, but we have to still keep doing the things we did before. So every night around the dinner table, we share our day. So I come up with random questions. If it's tell me something you learned today or tell me something that made you sad today. Tell me something that you struggled with today or, you know, what made you laugh? What made you smile? I come up with random questions and we go around the table over dinner and we all share. And that hasn't changed with remote learning. We still share and question and Mm. come up with what was good, what was bad. And I always try to go like ask them, what was hard? What did you struggle with today? It helps me get a good idea from as a parent to how can I help them tomorrow? Mm. Um, Or what could I make better for them? And it's kind of an open-ended discussion. And sometimes it goes into fart jokes. And sometimes it, you know, (laughs) we get all sorts of reactions. But, you know, it's a a good family time where we can all just share. And, you know, I still do it. Helps to take the edge off a bit, too. Yes, yes. And it's our our sense of normalcy. This is all different. Unless you're 100 plus years old, you've never gone through this before. That's right. So it's all different, but it's our sense of normal and our dinner time and our question and answer time is still the same. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for jumping back in. Hey, Miss Arnold, uh, I hope you I hope you uh, um, didn't get too tired sitting there because I need you um, right now. And, um, you know, tell us what dilemma you're facing, Miss Arnold, uh, with your students. You have two students at Proviso East. Uh, talk to us about the dilemma you're facing in remote learning. Um, well, I think the dilemma that I'm facing is um, making sure my kids remember the role that they play in this family. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this thing in our family is that 
And I know most families might have this too, where they have these high expectations for their kids. So we know uh, we have, all have a role. My role is to get up each day, check in. I have to I have to check in remotely now. I have to get up and go to work. And your job is to get up and go to work. Your school is your job. It's right. your work. That's and right. And family, you know, one of our family mo- um, goals is that you know what, you both have to ex- either match or exceed the educational level that we achieved. Mm. You know what? They're not going backwards. They're not going, it's only going forward because you know what, you can't sit there and negate all the things that have happened in our history, in our heritage, and in our race. So it's up to you guys to keep that going forward. And as much as you don't think that this educational thing has anything to do with it, education, you getting this education is that foundation that you're going to need to achieve whatever you want to do, whether it's one of going off to college or going off to some type of um, trade school or whatever you want to do. But the thing is, you have to have those expectations um, uh, for yourself. And you know what? And that's, you know, and it's my goal and it's my role, not just to help to go to work to put food on the table. I know y'all laughing at my dog trying to get in on this. The audience, the audience can't see it, but there's this huge dog trying to get in the camera with Miss Arnold. Go ahead, Miss Arnold. I said, it's my job to get up and put food on the table and things like this. So just know it's your job to get up Remember and focus on what you need to do. So don't sit there and procrastinate on getting those those assignments in. I love it. I love Remember it. keeping this focused because as much as we always think that school is not going to be, is not playing that role, it is going to play a, a big role in what you're going to do, whatever you decide, whatever path you decide to take in this life. Yeah, yeah, excellent. I'm going to ask all my guests if you could uh, unmute and I'm going to give you 10 seconds each. Uh, and you can talk to either students or parents, what would be your encouraging word uh, that you want to leave them with? We're going to end our podcast this way. What is your encouraging word to either students or parents? Just 10 seconds or less. Let's go. I'm a, I know you all like, who's going to go first? Miss Cunningham. We're going to go right back to that order. Miss Cunningham, what's your encouraging word for students or parents? You know what? Um, what I had to fall into is just trying to stay encouraged and stay prayerful. You know, because, I, you know, I was dealing with a lot of uh, depression uh, for a while, too, uh, during this time. And it's not, you know, it doesn't help my son eat any any at all if I'm down. So just trying to stay prayerful and stay encouraged and keep him keeping Excellent. him encouraged and let him know it's going to be OK. Excellent. Ms. Barberhead, uh, what's your encouraging word for students or parents? I think it's both for students and parents. I go with my three G's every day. That's like my new Jenny topic, mom topic. And it's grit grace and grounding so you have to be mentally tough fight through adversity you also have to have grace you have to be compassionate considerate thoughtful and forgiving because we're all in the same boat yeah our boats all look different but we all have to be compassionate right now and also grounding finding your balance finding Mm -hmm. that um what's really important right now and just kind of prioritizing that. So grit, grace, and grounding. Excellent. Excellent. Ms. Ballantyne, what's your encouraging word for students or parents? My encouraging word for the parents as well as the students is to find your silver lining. Um, Even though this is tough and difficult, none of us Mm. expected it. Mm. Um, We kind of got thrown into it involuntarily. There's some good in it. We got some family time that we probably needed. 
Um, We're getting to know our children a little bit better. We're spending more time with them, but they're also getting to know us as parents. So it's helping with our communication. It's this is a memory in history that we would be able to share with our children where normally there's a generational gap between us, but this is something that we now will be able to say we survive together. Yes. And I put emphasis on the survive because we are going to survive this Amen. and we, we're going to be better for it when it's over with. Amen. So stay encouraged. Amen. Miss mm-hmm. uh, Arnold, what's your encouraging word? You get the last word. What's your encouraging word for students or parents? Uh, I think my encouraging word is always remember about love, I know everybody being tied up on each other and all this stuff. You can start getting on each other's nerve after a while, but you got to always remember that love. Because you know what? Love bears all things. Yes. Love believes in all things. Love hopes in mm-hmm. all things. And love endures all things. So Excellent. that's my good word. Excellent. You heard it here, uh, Proviso mm-hmm. East. Um, Stay encouraged, be encouraged. Uh, I hope that there was something that our parents and our students took away from this conversation. Excellent, excellent tips. Um, We are all facing our own dilemmas, but we got some really good advice today. Thank you, parents, for joining us. Um, I thank my guests for being here with us. And we are out. We will see you at the next The Cove, the official Proviso East podcast. Thank you for joining us.